Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. G'day, Max. Hello. How's it going? Good. Uh, all out of holidays now? Yeah. Yeah, D-Day. <laughs> Back to school? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Ah, looking forward to it? Not really. Not really? Uh, the best thing about it is I've got a buddy this year. There you go. See, yeah. there's positives. <laughs> Who's your buddy this year? I've got someone called Cade. Cade. There yeah. you go. What sort of things are you going to uh, look out for with Cade or teach him in the... How do you, what does a buddy do? We do like... We go into each other's classrooms and do activities and... Yeah. Yeah. Teach him how the world works? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, welcome to Afternoon Delight. Um, now, I think we need to address something uh, pretty early on, Max. Our uh, our poll has 48 minutes left. <laughs> our poll has 48 minutes left to go on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And it is the most contentious poll we have ever had. Lamingtons versus Jelly Cakes. And uh, so if you haven't voted yet, I highly recommend you do because, uh, wow, there's there's some uh, mud being slung from both sides of the camp. Um, <laughs> Steph, uh, in particular, I think started the biggest war. She, uh, she put out uh, jelly cakes with about 800 exclamation marks to start with. Um, how dare you even compare the dryness of a Lemington to the perfection of a jelly cake? To which a big conversation started with, uh, even though I voted for jelly cakes, you clearly haven't tried one of my lamingtons. That went on and on and on. Um, a few people saying it's a very close race. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's been a very funny thing to watch throughout the week as people have been um, voting, wiping sweat off their brow. Have they made the right decision, jelly cake or lamington? <laughs> uh, what was your vote? Do you remember? I think I did. Mm. I don't want to give away where we're currently sitting. I'll say at the moment there's 42% and 57% on our poll, but by the end of the show, um, the the poll will close and we will know the definitive answer of which is better, <laughs> Lamington or Jelly Cake. So uh, you can check that out. Head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, cast your vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, we going to kick off the show with a bit of a check of what's new on the shelf. So uh, let's find out. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
now, even though it is uh, not campfire weather at the moment, <laughs> most definitely. Uh, the weather's been, I don't know, on Thursday, Friday, it was so hot you could fry an egg on the pavement. And then here now. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got uh, an item put out by uh, the Mars Company. Yeah. Um, they're pods. Uh-huh. Which have been around for quite a while. Pods are almost inside-out chocolate bars or chocolate snacks. They've yeah. got the... Um, More Kit Kats with the wafer and chocolate. Yeah, it's kind of a wafer base in like a cup shape. And yeah. then inside the pod... Is a flavour with chocolate over yeah. the top. So what is the brand new flavour that they've got out at the moment? Smalls. Mmm. Now, smalls aren't really uh, an Australian invention. They're very much an American campfire treat where you get uh, two, uh, all, I think they call them graham crackers specifically, but any sort of um, biscuit base. And in between that, you have a marshmallow and some chocolate and you melt that over the campfire. So we're so used to just toasting a marshmallow. Yeah. They go the whole hog in America. It's sugar coated with sugar coated with sugar. <laughs> Um, and so the s'mores version of the pods have a similar sort of thing. It's marshmallow flavoured centre between wafer and creamy milk chocolate. Mm. So uh, packaging wise, looks very similar to your pods. It's got the uh, the big pods writing an example of a pod cut in half on the outside to show what you're looking for when you bite into it. And the s'mores. Uh, logo, the way it's been written has a bit of a campfire look to it, yeah. with the marshmallow being toasted. Um, you've given it the sniff test there. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Smells good. Smells good? Okay, we better have a nibble. Let me know what uh, what it's like on the inside. It's got the wafer crunch by the sound of it. It's not actually marshmallow. Really? Yeah. It's cream. Oh, so maybe it's just marshmallow flavour. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's definitely got a marshmallowy flavour, that. What colour's yours? Pink. I'm assuming they're probably all going to be pink. Yeah. I thought because marshmallows come in two different colours, so in most packs, so mm-hmm. pink and white. Yep. That would be pink and white. Yeah. Um... Have you had s'mores before? Yes. You have? How do they compare to a pod version? Less stickier. <laughs> Less sticky, yeah, because the, uh, well, it's not actually, yeah, messy melted <laughs> marshmallow. Yeah. Um, that said, though, I don't know, the the, the scent is very marshmallowy. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really good, though. Yeah, it's a, no- it's a sweet centre. The crunchiness of the outside, like the wafer cup thing, is uh, really, really, because it's so fresh, really nice. It's got that crunch to it. And the chocolate kind of blends in well. I think um, they've done an excellent job there replicating the s'more taste. Yeah. What are you giving this with your uh, two thumbs up, two thumbs down? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Yeah. If you've tried them, we'll stick a pic up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know what's your thoughts on uh, the s'mores flavoured pods. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back to take a look at this week's topic right after this. 
Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. It is time on Afternoon Delight to uh, find out all about this week's topic. And what are we talking about today, Max? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Now, who is Dr. Pepper? I have no idea. <laughs> do you think it's a person? Yes. Possibly? Yeah. Um, do you know anything else about Dr. Pepper other than it may be named with a person's name? It tastes yuck. Yeah, you're not a fan either? Yeah. I'll admit I have had Dr. Pepper before and I wasn't a big fan. Uh, my brother would drink it and only it if that was the last drink on earth. But uh, anyway, the things we suffer through for this show, Max. Yeah. So uh, it is a, uh, a soft drink, carbonated uh, sugar water, and it was created in the 1880s by a pharmacist called Charles Adelton in Texas. Uh, it was first commercially sold around 1885, and uh, the name Dr. Pepper was uh, used all the way back then. Um, it was marketed in the United States through the early 1900s and is now also sold around the world in Europe, Asia, North and South America and Australia, as well as New Zealand and imported into South Africa. Um, it was uh, formulated uh, as a drink that he first offered to store owner Wade Morrison and this guy said, oh yeah, I like that, that's not too bad. And so patrons at Morrison's Soda Fountain soon learned Volton's new drink and began ordering it, uh, calling it Waco, because that was the name of the town that uh, was being served in. So um, his shop um, in Waco uh, bought the formula from the pharmacist and he named it Dr. Pepper. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason or rhyme why he called it that. He just did. Possibly because it's got a bit of a peppery taste yeah. to it, perhaps. And because it was being served out of a, a... Well, they call them drug stores. I guess it was similar to a chemist. Yeah. You used to be able to go into a, a chemist back in the day and get a soda pop. <laughs> but uh, early advertisements of the soft drink had uh, medical claims saying it aids digestion and restores vim, vigour and vitality. So, as with the majority of early lollies and sweet treats, they were trying to claim that it was good for you. Mm. Um, as with Coca-Cola, the formula for Dr. Pepper is a trade secret. It's a bit like KFC's 11 Herbs and Spices. Allegedly, the recipe is kept in two halves, in two different safe deposit boxes, in two separate Dallas banks, so that even if someone breaks in and steals the recipe, they've only got half. <laughs> They'll never know the full recipe. A persistent rumour since the 1930s uh, is that the drink contains prune juice, but the official Dr Pepper site refutes it, saying it's a unique blend of natural and artificial flavours and does not contain prune juice. Well, prune juice would at least be good for you. <laughs> the origin of the rumour is unknown. Some believe it started um, from a delivery man 
for a competitor company trying to cast aspersions on prune juice's laxative effects. But it may just simply be because many people feel Dr Pepper tastes similar to uh, to prune juice. Uh, theories of the soft drink's name are very varied. One possible reason the name was chosen is uh, it was to convey the impression that coming from a doctor would make it healthy. Another theory often cited is the drink was named after an actual doctor, Charles T. Pepper of Virginia. Morrison may have named the drink after him in gratitude for records that show a young Morrison lived in Virginia, which was about 64 k's away from uh, his rural retreat, but there is not one piece of evidence that Morrison ever worked near Dr. Pepper, the original guy. Another story tells of Morrison naming the drink after Charles T. Pepper because the doctor granted him permission to marry Mr. Pepper's daughter. But the girl in question was only eight years old at the time, so there's a very slim chance that would be true. Probably probably just another myth. Yeah. Uh, there was a Dr. Pepper of Christiansburg, who was another possible inspiration for the soft drink's name. In the census that shows Morrison living in Christiansburg and working as a pharmacy clerk... Um, a man named Dr. Pepper is recorded on another page. And since census takers at the time were walking from door to door, the entries being so close to each other, it may be that Dr. Pepper and Mr. Morrison lived in the same street or very close to each other or worked near each other. And uh, that Dr. Pepper is recorded as having a 16-year-old daughter named Melinda or Melissa. So maybe they got married to Mr. Morrison who bought the... Um, bought the formula. Yeah. Never know. But there you go. No one really knows where or why it's called that. Uh, in 2009, an old ledger book filled with formulas and recipes was discovered by Bill Waters whilst he was shopping at an antique store in Texas. Several sheets and letterheads hinted that it had come from W.B. Morrison and his old corner drugstore, which was the one where he... F- you know, first formulated and started serving the drink. Um, there were some faded letters on the book's cover spelling out Castle's formulas. So John Castle's was a partner of Morrison's for the time, and he worked around the 1880s when Dr. Pepper was first introduced. And one recipe in the book is titled Dr. Pepper's Peps and Bitters. It was um, speculated it could be the recipe for Dr. Pepper. Maybe someone had found it written in an old book. However, um, Dr. Pepper insists it is not the formula, but they'd say that, wouldn't they? Yeah. They said it's instead a medicinal recipe for a digestive aid. The book was put up for auction in May 2009, but uh, no one purchased it. Could be sitting on a gold mine. You never know. In 1951, Dr. Pepper sued the Coca-Cola company, saying that the nickel Coca-Colas were sold below cost and they were... uh, causing them trade issues Um, and then in 1969 due to Dr Pepper's legal success as being determined a non-cola soft drink um, the CEO of Foots Clement was successful in convincing Coca-Cola to bottle and distribute Dr Pepper in the New York metropolitan area. In 1972 Dr Pepper sued the Coca-Cola company again for trademark infringement based on a soft drink they marketed called Pepo Sounds very, very similar, don't you think? Yeah. Coca-Cola then renamed their beverage Dr. Pib. Does that not sound like they're deliberately just playing funny buggers? Mm. Um, and then the soft drink was 
renamed later on Mr. Pib to try and, uh, you know, quell the legal proceedings. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Pepper became insolvent in the early 1980s, prompting an investment group to take over the company and make it private. Several years later, Coca-Cola attempted to acquire it, but was blocked from doing so by the Federal Trade Commission. Around the same time, uh, same time, 7up was acquired by Philip Morris, which was the same investment company that bailed out of Dr. Pepper. Upon the failure of Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper and 7up then merged to create the Dr. Pepper 7up Incorporated, and that gave them international branding rights. After the merger, Coca-Cola then obtained the non-US rights to the Dr. Pepper name, with PepsiCo taking up 7up. So Dr. Pepper then became a Coca-Cola branded drink. Pepsi was the 7-Up alternative. Dr. Pepper was a frequent player in the 1990s antitrust history of the United States. As part of these activities, economists and courts have weighed in with the opinion that Dr. Pepper is a pepper-flavoured drink and not a cola. There you go. Mm. In 1998, the pepper flavour soda category was a major part of the analysis supporting an antitrust case between Coca-Cola and Pepsi. There's been uh, different sorts of brands over the years. Uh, Diet Dr Pepper was introduced in 1962. Sales were slow because the public uh, misconception that the drink was only for diabetics. But by 1966, they renamed it Sugar-Free Dr Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper back again in 1987 um, so that people then all of a sudden started drinking it because, oh, it's not just for people with diabetes. <laughs> there was Pepper Free introduced as a, a bit of a test in 1982, a caffeine-free version of Dr. Pepper, citing company research indicating a need for a product to fill the niche for health-conscious consumers. Originally only introduced in six states, it landed for three years and then was phased out in 1985. Mm. Uh, There's Dr. Pepper 10, a low-calorie version of Dr. Pepper, released in 2011. It retained the taste of Dr. Pepper, but with only 10 calories per serving. It was marketed toward men, featuring a gunmetal grey colour scheme, industrial rivets, bold font, and a tagline that said, It's not for women. Who knew that... uh, Soft drinks could be so sexist. There's other flavours that have been uh, on the market over the years, which we will get to a little bit later. But uh, the last thing we need to talk about is the sweeteners. Much of the soft drink industry in the um, US stopped using sugar in the 1980s. Um, It was in response to a series of price supports and import quotas because the increased price of sugar in the global market meant that soft drinks were going to be too expensive to produce. So as a result, most US soft drinks, including Dr Pepper, use a high fructose corn syrup instead of sugar. Uh, There are a handful of United States bottling plants that still do use sugar to sweeten Dr Pepper, but the majority of them use um, this sweetener. And there's a lot of corn syrup used in lots of American dishes. Um... And those artificial sweeteners, they do give a different taste. They leave a uh, almost a syrupy taste in your mouth. 
and uh, they've been linked to the increased weight gain and uh, negative health, um, you know, things like uh, teeth rotting and stuff like that. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. As with the majority of foods, it's uh, best in moderation. Yep. So, that is Dr Pepper. Brief yeah. history of. If you've got any other fun facts and figures you'd like to share, you can text in on 0439 329 713. That's 0439 329 713. And, uh, yeah, share the fun facts that you've got. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back to go head-to-head with some Dr Pepper right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head here on Afternoon Delight. And uh, so, first up, we're going to uh, taste a bit of the original Dr Pepper. Yeah. You're looking a bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I can only get a two-litre bottle of the dang stuff. I was looking for the smaller cans, and where I purchased this in uh, town, there's an international food section of the particular yeah. um, uh, supermarket. But, yeah, it only comes in two-litre bottles. The scary thing is, on the side of that two-litre bottle, it says, serves eight people. That's 250 mils per person. Mm. Anyway. Okay, passing over some Dr Pepper to Max. What can you tell us about the look, feel, etc., etc.? It looks like a cup full of Coke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's got the Coca-Cola um, colouring... Even the fizz looks very Coca-Cola-ish. It smells like something, and I don't know what it is, but I can't think of what it is. Can't put your finger on it? Yeah. Um, it says on the side that it is a sparkling fruit-flavoured soft drink. It doesn't give away the secret flavours. does say it is a source of phenylalanine, one of my favourite words to say. Um, carbonated water, sugar, caramel colour, phosphoric acid, aspetamine. Yeah, it's got all the nasties in it. <laughs> Taste-wise, give it a bit of a slurp. Let me know what you're thinking. Tastes weird. Yeah, it's got... It's a very specific taste. To me, it's got... Um, there used to be an old cough medicine that had a similar taste to this. It's, uh, what's the best That's word? That's what it ta- smells like, cough medicine. Cough medicine, yes, yes, yes. yes. So Dr Pepper is uh, renowned for saying it's got 23 flavours in it. Yeah. So it's got that peppery ta- tang to it. But, yeah, whether it is that prune juice or not, uh, whatever this specific cough medicine is from my childhood... It's not cherry, it's another fruity flavour. But I'm I'm no wine connoisseur, so I can't put into words exactly what, what taste it is. But it um yeah, it coats the back of your throat real quick. Okay, you've downed the hatch with that one. 
what's your thoughts now that you've got to the end of it? I don't know. <laughs> Is it okay-ish? Kinda. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to drink a whole can of it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I'm not going to make you do that. <laughs> um, so the... It's got that cola-ish taste of Coca-Cola. Yeah. But then it's got this, like, it's almost like Coke and Fanta mixed together, perhaps. But mm. it's not an orange fruit flavour. I can't put my finger it on... kind of tastes like cherry. Yeah. yeah. Although cherry-flavoured Coke, completely different. Mm. So we've got two different Dr Pepper drinks to go head-to-head with here. So that was the taste of the original one. I've got two cans. One is 10 and the other is vanilla float. Uh, as we said, there are many, many, many different varieties of Dr. Pepper throughout the years. There's Red Fusion, Cherry Vanilla, Berry and Cream, Chocolate Dr. Pepper, um, Heritage Flavor, Dark Berry. Heritage Flavor? Is that like a hundred-year-old can? Well, it's the re-release, I guess, of the original former, which used real sugar instead of the fructose corn syrup. Mm. Um yeah. So, do you want to do 10 bold tasting calories or vanilla float first? I know what I'd prefer to go with first, but I'll I'll leave it in your hands. Oh, I don't know. Don't know? How's about we go with Dr. Pepper 10 first? Okay. Because <laughs> it says 10 calories, 23 authentic flavours. Um, now, the Dr. Pepper uh, of the original flavour comes in kind of a purpley maroon, burgundy perhaps? Yeah. Um, the Dr. Pepper 10... It comes in a grey. Yeah, sil- silver almost. Yeah. So this one's meant to be very, very low calorie. Well, you can hear the fizz. <laughs> yeah. Um... Carbonated water, high fructose, caramel colours, all that stuff again. Um, one can is one serving size. It's two grams of sugar per can. It's a 355ml can. So, percentage-wise, you actually get more in the can than you do in your serving size of uh, the 250ml out of the bottle. Oh, but that said, the 250ml uh, has 12 grams of sugar. Wowzers. <laughs> so this is 10% less sugar than the regular Dr. Pepper. Mm. What's the taste like? Stronger cough medicine. Stronger cough medicine. <laughs> Saying the colour burgundy reminds me... it tastes a little bit like sarsaparilla, like the burgundy creamy soda or sarsaparilla. That's another flavour I'm getting. But, yeah, still not a big fan. Yeah. Can you taste the, the difference in the sugar content? Yeah. You can? Yeah. It's a burny flavour. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan. Tastes like you've gotten little bits of pepper and... Just Put it with Coke. Rub, rubbed it on your tongue? Yeah. 
Okay then, well the last one we're going head to head with today, Dr Pepper Vanilla Float. In my mind, I'm predicting this should at least taste good enough that there'll be a vanilla flavour to it. Yeah. Now, if you remember back a couple of weeks ago, uh, you said the vanilla wasn't a flavour. You just said vanilla was white. Hopefully, you should be able to taste that there's vanilla added to this, so it will change the flavour. I can't smell anything. Can't smell anything? Yeah. Is it you could smell stuff before and this is different, or you just can't smell a difference? Well... I can't smell anything at all at in all. this one. Okay. Yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have a sip of that. Can you taste the difference when it's got vanilla in it? It's less fizzy. Mm-hmm. And I do taste the difference. You do taste the difference. Is it better or worse? Better. Phew. Thank goodness for that. It tastes like you've put, mixed it with ice cream. <laughs> Well, you see, back in the days of the soda pop industry in uh, America with their drugstores, you w- that is exactly what a vanilla float would have been. It would have been the Dr. Pepper poured over what we would call a spider. Yeah. Ice cream and soft drink. We should do a spider. Um, sure. We one could. Day. So, um, yeah, the Dr. Pepper 10, that 10 bowl tasting calories, that is the one that is, uh, it's not for women. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the vanilla float. What's your preference? The vanilla float is better. Better? Yeah. You going for that one? I concur. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Me too. But there may be people out there that disagree with us. Uh, let us know. You can text 0439 329 713. That is 0439 329 713. Jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll have the poll going up with that one very shortly where you can vote or uh, yeah on the text line let us know we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with our sweetest tune so don't go anywhere it is time and afternoon delight for our sweetest tune Max now, uh, the particular tune we've gone with today, strangely enough, is called Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It is a song recorded by the American music producer Diplo, South Korean recording artist CL, and American rapper Riff Raff and OG Mako. It was released May 26, 2015 on the Mad Decent label. Um, it's a trap song. Do you know what a trap song is? No. It's a style of electronic music, um, kind of like hip-hop, but uh, it's it's very limited musically. There's not much instrumentation. It's lots of drum clicks and drops and breakdowns and stuff like that. Um, apparently, the song was written by C.L., after Diplo had cancelled their recording session, she had to write a song in a rush while she was drinking a can of Dr. Pepper. How original. <laughs> so, we've got the cleanest version we possibly can. We'll give a language warning just in case there's still a few that slip through. But this is Dr. Pepper by Diplo, CL and Riff Raff.
There you go. That was uh, Dr. Pepper by Diplo CL Riffraff. Your thoughts, Max? Different. <laughs> to sum it up, yes, very much so. I wonder if the name of the song was Dr. Pepper. Mm. Was it only repeated like six million times? Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, that is our sweetest tune for this week. We're going to take a quick break and uh, then we will be back to share a Dr. Pepper recipe because Dr. Pepper is a little bit versatile in the way that it can be used for cooking um, as well as being chilled where you drink it, you know, in the hot summer. You can actually drink it warmed uh, as a winter drink. There's not many soft drinks you can actually warm up and enjoy um, like a Dr. Pepper. So apparently if you warm it up and have it with some lemon, it makes a, you know, nice winter warmer. Well, you can have it warmed up. Well, anything warmed up, but... You can, whether it tastes okay, yeah. Yeah. Apparently Dr. Pepper tastes okay. If you like it normally cold, you'd like it warm as well. There you go. Let's take a break. We'll be back to check out a recipe right after this. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? It's time on Afternoon Delight to share a recipe. Max, what are we making today? Dr. Pepper brownies. Dr. Pepper brownies. Okay. So as we said, uh, Dr. Pepper is a little bit versatile. It can be heated up to make things like, uh, uh, we've got some recipes on the page there, barbecue sauce or a uh, a glaze for a roast. Yeah. But uh, this in particular, a sweet treat. Yep. What do we need? Two cups of flour, two cups of sugar. Three tablespoons of cocoa powder, salt, a teaspoon of baking soda, 16 ounces of Dr Pepper, so that would be like a can, two sticks of butter, one cup of chocolate chips. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit while you wait for it to heat up, slightly spray an 8 inch square pan, mix flour, sugar, cocoa powder and a pinch of salt and baking soda. Begin to heat your Dr Pepper with two sticks of butter in a a saucepan. Be Be careful not to bring it to a boil. Stir the butter and soda mixture until it's smooth and then add the chocolate chips feel free to go overboard with them if you like a fudgy texture to your brownies mix the chocolate chips into the dr pepper and butter mixture until it's smooth again then add in the dry ingredients and stir away pour the brownie mix into your lightly greased pan and place it in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes. Then poke the brownies with a knife or a toothpick to make sure it's cooked all the way through. Now it's time to... Indulge. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) Om nom 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 nom. Uh, Now, 
that recipe is up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll have a go, considering I've got uh, so much Dr Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> might, might as well put it to some good use. Uh-huh. Uh, now, while we are on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, we did say that uh, last week's poll was very contentious, caused lots of discussion. There were... Uh, Oh, gosh, we've had even more votes in the last 40 minutes. The poll ends in just under one minute. So if you haven't voted, do so now. We'll be back right after this to find out who was victorious. It is time for us to open up our Kinder Surprise and find out what is inside Max. Now, uh, while you're peeling back the the wrapper on that one, we can share the... I don't know if it's good news or bad news. It's opposite to what I voted, so it's got to be bad news. I think all our listeners are wrong. (laughs) Because both you and I voted for Lamingtons. Uh-huh. However... The poll on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page has come out just ahead in favour with the jelly cake. So congratulations, jelly cake voters. You've uh, pipped us at the post of our Dividing the Nation, Larringtons versus Jelly Cakes poll um, to the victor, the spoils, and the desiccated coconut. (laughs) What have you got inside that Kinder Surprise, Max? It's... I don't know what it is. Okay, so it's little bits of yellow plastic. Yeah. In what sort of shape? Oh, there's stickers as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the base for something, perhaps. Yeah, it's this thing. (laughs) Okay. It's an aeroplane. Oh, okay, so there's an aeroplane sticker that spins around when you flick it so the base holds it steady on the ground what's the clouds oh okay so now you've bent some other cardboard bit so you've got some clouds so then they stand up right so you've got a little backdrop so it looks like the plane's flying around in the air but I'm still not quite sure there's another kind of triangular plastic piece that's got almost like a a window perhaps it's supposed to be like you put another little plastic piece in somewhere slide it in yeah and it's supposed to flick the um airplane and it's supposed to spin around and knock the clouds down Oh, like blow them over. Yeah. Okay. I'm still not seeing it, but... (laughs) Neither. That's a very odd one. Yeah. Well then, I'm not quite sure how, why, or what. Hey, how did you do that? The base thing spins Spins. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we might... I don't know. If you flick it down, does that... But the base itself doesn't stick to the table. This is riveting radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's got a two-part base, one that sits firmly... Well, not really, because when you're flicking it, it's fl flicking the whole thing across the table. I think it's supposed to do that. Oops. It's supposed to do that. Okay. Is it like 10-pin bowling, but with air pressure? I don't know. Kind of, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that is it for Afternoon Delight this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week to do it all again from three... Oh, no, actually, next week, I'm not 110% sure whether we will be on because there's a special broadcast from uh, the Midsummer Festival in Geelong next Sunday. Mm. So uh, stay tuned to find out what the go is with that. Uh, you'll have to keep your eye on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page as to whether or not we will be here uh, or whether it'll be two weeks before we share all your sweet treats. So uh, yeah. We will keep you as informed as we possibly can via the Facebook page. Otherwise, as always, if you've got some ideas for things to share on the show, you can text them through to uh, 0439 329 713, or you can email lolly, L-O-L-L-Y, at ocrfm.org.au, or just send us a message on the Facebook page. Yeah. But until then, have a great week, and stick around for Unconventional Ramblings, where Holly will be playing all your song requests. Bye-bye. See ya. Baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day. And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight oh, Afternoon delight